I wouldn't sit there and eat a whole entire bag of chips. Um, <clears throat> that's just not, uh, you know, I don't, it's not how I've ever really been. I just, I'll have a few and then I feel like that craving is kind of satisfied. When it came to eating and dieting, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I interviewed over a thousand women and I said, what did you do? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What did you eat? How'd you do it? If you want to learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, and break the bondage of food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantel Ray, author of Waste Away, The Chantel Ray Way, and each week I have different guests answering your questions. Remember, the thoughts and opinions in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. And today we have Ivy Harper with us. Ivy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I am from Alabama originally. I moved from there when I was about 13 with my parents and we moved to uh, Williamsburg, Virginia and went to high school in Franklin, about 60 miles west of Virginia Beach. And then after high school, I you know went to college for a bit, moved to Virginia Beach. Uh, and I've been here for a little over 20 years now. And I'm married with two kids and uh, two dogs and three cats. And I own a 344 Beauty Bar with my sister. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about what do your meals look like in a typical day? So normally I do intermittent fasting, I'd say three to four days a week. So I don't eat breakfast those days. I usually eat after 12. Um, and, you know, I'll eat a salad with chicken uh, vegetables. I eat usually lighter lunches. I might have like an RX bar, um, or a kind bar, um, in the afternoon after that. And then dinners, I, again, stay very lean. Uh, I don't eat a lot of red meat. I might have red meat twice a month, one, one to two times a month. Um, normally I have fish, chicken, or some type of like a ground turkey. Uh, not a lot of pastas, not a lot of breads. Um, I will have a white potato, uh, maybe one a month, um, just because I love potatoes. So. so awesome. So when you're looking at the menu at, at a restaurant, are you asking yourself, what do I, what am I craving? What do I want to eat? Or am I, are you asking yourself more like what's healthy? Which, which way do you look at it? Um, I mean, I kind of look at it in both ways because I, if I'm craving something, I need to get whatever I'm craving. So if I'm craving pasta, I might as well just get it because I know how I am and I know that it's going to do me more harm than good to not eat the pasta, although I know it's not the best. Um, but I try to stay more healthy when I am at restaurants. Uh, I will tend to, you know, I, I won't get like a quesadilla. I'll just get like a chicken, some type of chicken meal um, or some type of seafood, like a tuna or mahi, something like that. But I do like that, those types of things. I think, you know, just generally I like healthier food. I mean, I've always loved salad, so. Gotcha. But again, if I'm craving something, like I went to breakfast a couple of weeks ago and I was craving I looked at the menu and I was like, gosh, really, we were at Bay Local and I thought, God, I, really should, I really should eat something healthy for breakfast. But again, I was like, I'm not really that hungry and I, but I really wanted the biscuits and gravy. So 
I got the biscuits and gravy and it was amazing. And had I not eaten it, I, I wouldn't have really probably eaten much that morning. And then I would have probably gorged on something else worse for me later on. So. Perfect. So how do you determine when you're physically hungry? Like what are some of the signs in your body that you, you determine when you are physically hungry? Um, I mean, I'll have that like hunger feeling, uh, my stomach's growling. Um, but again, it's like, I don't, I, I don't, at least because I do the intermittent, I don't do a lot. I don't know. I'm not that hungry in the morning time. So it usually it's in the afternoon. I do get hungry or like around 12. I am very hungry. But then once I eat lunch, then I really can, I'm sustained until, you know, I would say four and then I might have a bar and then I try to eat dinner by like seven. So would you say that your lunch is a smaller meal and then your dinner is your biggest meal? I do. Yeah. I think I do eat less at lunch and then I will eat a little bit more at dinner because I really, I don't want to eat after eight. So I try to fill up on as much as I really can. So I don't want to snack because I'm horrible. I want to snack at like 10 o'clock and have, you know, popcorn or a few chips, whatever it may be. So I try to eliminate that. So I'll try to eat a little bit more at that last meal. So what percentage of the time do you feel like you're eating like lean natural foods, like a lean protein or vegetables? And then what percentage of the time are you eating just whatever your body's 70, 30, would it be 80, 20, would it be 60, 40? I'm probably in more like 85% I'm eating lean and what I should be eating versus 15% what I'm craving. Got it. Um, and do you, like, are there any foods that you would say, these are my red light foods? Like when I eat them, I feel terrible. So like, I just don't eat them at all. Or would you say, no, I do everything in moderation? Yeah, I think I do everything more in moderation. Like I'm not going to sit there and gorge on like a, well, I don't really love ice cream, but I wouldn't sit there and eat a whole entire bag of chips. Um, <clears throat> that's just not, I, you know, I don't, it's not how I've ever really been. I just, I'll have a few. And then I feel like that craving is kind of satisfied. <laughs> so it's more moderation for me. Okay. And how quickly do you eat? I don't eat really fast. I mean, I'm more of a slow, I like to, like I have a glass of wine, so I like to kind of enjoy my meal and, you know, taste everything. And so I, I definitely, when I'm eating at lunch, I'm usually at work, so I'll, you know, work a little, eat a little, work a little, eat a little. I don't like just eat it all at one time. So, um, in my book, I talk about a hunger scale and I say zero is where you're like ravenously hungry. One is where your stomach's growling, you know, you're hungry. And then, uh, four is where you're full. And then five is your Thanksgiving day full. Like you are yeah. just stuffed. So when you, where, what level are you when you start eating and what level are you when you stop eating? I would say that I'm probably a one normally when I start eating. Um, and then I would say normally like a three when I stop eating. I'm never, like you say, the only time I probably ever get like 
Thanksgiving full. Well, five, five <laughs> is Thanksgiving day full. Four uh, yeah. is just full. So yeah, I probably get to like a four, I'd say a three and a half to a four. Okay. So you, you don't like, you don't like that. Do you like the feeling of being full or you don't like no, the feeling I don't, of being well, I hate that feeling of being like, I'm so full. And that's what always would happen when I would eat a lot of carbs. I always had that like stuffed feeling like, oh, like bloated and just, just, I felt gross. So I felt like when I stopped eating like the breads and pastas, when I cut that stuff out, I just didn't feel that way anymore. I would feel satisfied, but not overly full. And do you feel like you savor your food? Like when you eat it, like you really enjoy it? I do. Cause I love food. Can you talk about that for a second of like, describe how you eat something that you love? Like what's something that's kind of an indulgent food for you that you absolutely love and describe how you eat it. So I do. I love a pasta. I always try to eat like the better pastas. I won't eat gluten-free. I don't love gluten-free pasta, but so when I eat pasta, I would, I always have a glass of like red wine with it. Um, and I really try to enjoy every bite cause I don't eat it that often. So I really try to enjoy it and I eat it slowly and, you know, I feel like I sit down, I have, you know, at our, we eat at the bar at our little bar in our kitchen. So, you know, I sit here with, you know, my family and <clears throat> I have, I think a meal is sometimes about the experience, other things that are going on. Um, so I try to enjoy it through all those other means as well. And like I said, I'll have a glass of red wine with it as well. So again, it's about the total experience because again, I don't eat pasta that often. So when I do, I really want to make sure that I'm enjoying every single bite of it. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far, but as you know, I've interviewed over a thousand women and every time I've watched a thin eater eat, I realize that maintaining a healthy weight is a skill that can be taught and mastered over time. That's why I created a video course that will teach you all the tips that I learned to help me lose over 30 pounds. It's way more powerful to watch the thin eaters than even to listen or to read it. Go to ChantalRayWay.com slash video for a free glimpse. If you're wanting to take yourself to the next level, everyone needs a coach. Every professional player has a coach. We want to come alongside you and help you in your journey. Go to ChantalRayWay.com slash coaching. I just had someone listen to the audiobook three times and she just emailed me and she said by her listening to the audiobook three times, that's what did it. That's what allowed her to really lose the weight. We have an amazing offer for you. It's the second edition of my book, which has tons more information. It has the audiobook, the ebook. It normally runs for $29.99. You can get it today for $4.99. Go to ChantelRayway.com slash deal to get it. Now back to the show. One of the tips I give in my book, I say, is how big is the differential? And what I mean by that is that that people who are thin, they make the decision on when to make the differential. And so, for example, sometimes they might say, I'm going to have a frozen yogurt, a Greek frozen yogurt, because it's healthy for me and I want ice cream instead of eating the ice cream, but it's still going to satisfy the same way. But if they are craving a steak and they decide to eat a piece of chicken, that's not going to be the same. And so how do you give an example of something like that where you would say, 
You know, I make daily choices on going, how bad do I want this or that? Can you think of any examples yeah, like I mean, that? I would say it's, I mean, I feel like it's, it happens nightly for me. I mean, there's definitely, because I have children, I have, you know, a 15 year old daughter and a 12 year old son. <clears throat> they want the unhealthier snacks. So, you know, I feel I'm not going to not buy those things because I don't want to eat them myself. So I love Doritos. I love Doritos. I don't know what it is about damn Doritos, but I love them. So I always have them in our pantry. So there'll be plenty of times when I'm like, oh, I should just eat. If I'm going to have chips, I should really just eat, you know, like a ruffle or a Lay's, just plain potato chip. I feel like it doesn't, it doesn't have much in it. The ingredient list is very short. So, cause I always look at that ingredient list, but Doritos has a much longer list. So, but if I am craving Doritos and I go into my pantry and I'm like, no, Ivy, do not have the Doritos, just have the Lay's, a little small bag of Lay's. I'll eat them. But you know what? I always end up going back and get the Doritos too. So now I've eaten two bags of chips. So I should have just gotten the Doritos in the first place because that would have satisfied that craving. And I would have been, you know, not having more calories later in the evening. So that's the thing for me. I know I've kind of learned that if I just go ahead and eat, although it might be bad and I don't do it all the time, but if I just want to eat the Doritos, I'm much better off saving myself later on. Awesome. Um, so let's talk about how many bites of something do you eat when you want something, let's say it's like you're craving, name a sweets that you, I know you're not a huge sweets person, right. but name a sweet that you're like, you know, I love tiramisu or I love a Napoleon at Aldo's. Like if there was a dessert that you're like, this is my favorite, what would that be for you? Well, I love Rice Krispie treats. Hmm. I love them. Okay. They're definitely my weakness. So if you were going to, if you were going to have Rice Krispie treats, how many bites of a Rice Krispie treat would you say that you would eat? Well, when I make them, I, cause I only like them when somebody makes them homemade. So, yes. um, and I always use real butter. I feel like that's a whole nother ordeal. I am a real butter person. Um, so, I mean, I try to cut them not huge, smaller, but I would say I'll probably eat two, you know, just smaller whole bars, not a whole row. I'd say half a row. I'll have half a row that I've cut. Okay. And I feel like that again, that craving, it satisfies the craving so that I don't want to eat, you know, the whole pan that I've made. Of course, I'd feel horrible as well if I ate the whole pan, but, you know. And how do you make the decision of eating what you really want? So, like, do you ever feel like you're depriving yourself of anything? <sighs> I mean, really, I don't. Because I feel like if I go to a restaurant, and I hardly ever get dessert. So, I feel like if I really want a dessert, especially, like, I feel like around my period. I crave more chocolate things. So, and I know in my mind, I'm like, well, this is really just, you know, it's because it's that time of the month. I really, but I'll still, I'll still eat a small piece of chocolate cake if I really want it. Because again, I feel like I work out, I do the things that I'm supposed to do to stay healthy. I don't feel like, you know, giving in every once in a while is going to be a detriment to my, to my fitness or my health. So, 
I think it's better if you're craving something to have it for, to be perfectly honest. I just, because at the end of the day, I feel like if I didn't do it, I eventually would just eat, go eat a whole entire chocolate cake. So. Perfect. So talk to us about what do you do to, if you're listening to this episode and you're not watching it, you've got to kind of watch the episode because Ivy is so pretty. Um, but talk to us about what, I think a lot of times people just think, you know, people who are pretty, they just, you know, they don't have to work hard at it. Um, talk about that a little bit and some of the things that you do have to do. And do you feel like you do have to kind of work hard to look good? Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, definitely when I get up in the morning, it's, you know, it's sometimes a struggle bus, you know, um, I don't get enough sleep sometimes. And, uh, so that's always an issue. Um, so I think sleep is very important, but I mean, to stay looking good, I definitely, you know, get up in the mornings, I have to, you know, do my hair and makeup. I think, you know, that, and I own three, four for beauty bar. So I hate to go in and look a mess. Um, you know, I feel like there's a certain way everyone should look when, you know, we're working there. And obviously I have, you know, I worked for Allergan in the past. I was a sales rep for them for seven years. And I feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like when we're talking about <clears throat> eating, um, I feel like that's also another part of beauty because anything that we're putting in our mouth, I feel like it's going to affect our skin and, so I, that's another reason that I feel like eating good, uh, eating healthy is better for you because, you know, I definitely can't say that I have breakouts because of, you know, eating those things. I don't eat those things that often. Um, but every once in a while, I feel like that could definitely, if I'm having some type of craving, then the next day I'm like, oh my gosh, look, I have a, a pimple. So again, eating healthy, getting the sleep um, is important. I definitely have had plenty of filler and neurotoxins in my face. That's just, you know, it's one of those things where when I worked for Allergan, it was on a daily basis. I was around all that. So it's not something that I feel like, you know, people are like aging gracefully, but this is, this is my aging gracefully. You know, I'm 45 years old and I feel like, you know, take I started really taking good care of my skin as far as, you know, making sure I've always washed my face every single night, but as far as using the right kind of type of products and things of that nature, getting, you know, chemical peels and things like that, all of that goes into, you know, starting that prevention and keeping up with it through, you know, you can't start at 50 and think you're going to be able just to reverse time. It's more of a progression, I feel like. And that's where I think some people just think they're not going to really worry about it, but you have to. And drinking water is very important as well. <laughs> so if you had to name three treatments, like someone was like, look, I, I can only do, you know, I don't want to do too many, but you're like, if you had to name your top three, like someone said, I can't do everything, but these are the ones that you say, I do this on a regular basis. And this has me looking the best that I can. What would yes. that be? I definitely think, um, I do. So there's, two different types of neurotoxins. So you have Botox and Dysport. Um, I do Dysport. So if people, some do Botox, I've done Botox in the past. Uh, so definitely that is the, my number one, because I feel like as my forehead wrinkles start to come back and they're not relaxed anymore, it's, you know, I look older. Um, lashes is my number two. 
And I, I mean, definitely skincare and like your hair. I mean, I have hair extensions. And so I feel like those things all kind of go together to make me look better at the end of the day. Awesome. Well, you look so, I feel like, you know, a lot of people who get Botox and stuff like that, they're, they don't look natural. And I feel like you just, your face looks so natural, so pretty. It just, it's oh. not overdone. Like it just, you really look phenomenal. Oh, thank you so much. Again, that's every, it's in moderation. I don't, you know, I don't get, uh, we mo mainly focus on my forehead. I might get a little few other areas done here and there, maybe twice a year, but you know, I don't, I try, it's hard in, when you're in this industry to not go overboard. So I really have to say to myself, Ivy, you do not need more filler in your lips today. You know, no more. Don't do any more. You're good. Or in my cheeks or whatever. So, and plus the, and I feel like our injector, Erin, she's great because she'll say, I'll say, Erin, what do you think? She's like, no, you don't need any more. You know, she's very like adamant about what we do need and what we don't need. And she's like that with us and our clients. So that's the good thing. We want everyone to look natural. We don't want them to look overdone because that's, I think that's why people are so scared of all of these uh, procedures because they feel like they're going to walk out looking crazy, but that's the last thing that we want at 344. Awesome. Well, how can people find out more about you and your company? So we are, I uh, have a website. It's uh, 344beautybar.com. Awesome. And we're at the oceanfront right off the 31st street. Yes. Stop by as well. So if you're ever in Virginia Beach, please check them out. Also, if you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at ChantelRayway.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at ChantelRayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.